Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we get revenge against a crush that pretended to like somebody. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I exposed my cheating sister to her boyfriend. People generally expect having a twin sister to be a fun and exciting experience. It was, until it wasn't. A and I were born to our parents, Mr. and Mrs. K. My parents waited a long time before they were blessed with my sister and me. My mom is a cardiothoracic surgeon and my dad is a petroleum engineer with his own company. My sister and I were raised in a very comfortable and affluent environment. After our parents had us, after 12 years of being together, my sister and I were spoiled rotten. We only used the best of everything, from our huggies to our onesies to our cribs to our feeding utensils and so on. We had the best of everything because our parents could afford everything. Growing up, my sister and I were treated with love and attention by our parents, friends and extended family. I guess this is because they all knew what my parents went through before they had us. Since we were brought up with such love and care, the concept of love wasn't lost between us, at least not until high school. There's always this issue of parents loving one child more than the other. You see, that was the issue. The idea of my parents loving one more than the other was lost on me, not until A rudely pointed it out. Even though our parents loved us, my dad loved me more, while my mom doted more on my sister. Honestly, the difference wasn't even that glaring. To me, it was like we were loved equally. It all started in high school. My sister and I were placed in different classes, but we would meet to sit together for lunch as we did in middle school. The first two high school years went well, but everything changed in our third year. I suddenly noticed A started giving excuses for not making lunch. She came up with random reasons and I believed her naively. Then the next thing I knew, she told our parents that she wanted a car and a personal chauffeur to take her to school, saying that she didn't want to go to school with me anymore. My parents and I were confused and asked her the reason for her decision. She gave excuses about having a morning drill organized by her homeroom teacher and that class must be held before the morning assembly. My parents and I believed her reasons and they agreed to having her chauffeur and car. This automatically meant that we no longer went to school or saw each other at lunch. The only time we saw each other was at dinner. One day at lunch, I was sitting with my friends, gisting when A walked up to me and asked to see me privately. I immediately excused myself and followed her out. Once in a private setting, A turned to me and told me to drop out of the up-and-coming decathlon. I was stunned and just kept looking at her. Okay, let me backtrack a bit. You might be wondering what a decathlon is. It's a competition requiring schools to submit candidates to compete in subjects, mathematics, English, history, and general studies. Not to brag, I happen to be one of the most intelligent students in the school, if not the smartest. I think this is because I took both my mother's and father's intelligence. My sister and I are both brilliant. However, I don't mean to boast when I say I am brighter than she is. Therefore, the school asking me to represent them didn't come as a surprise to me. 
I wasn't surprised when A wasn't chosen to represent the school. While A's strong suit was English and history, she sucked at mathematics. Unlike me, a straight-A student auditing some college courses already. Is it safe to call me a protege? Heck yeah! Okay, back to where I was. I stared at her in shock, and I asked her why she would ask something like that of me with so much confidence and expect that I would just give in to her. She replied, Because I'm your sister. You won't want to see me cry or throw a tantrum. The shock in my body was slowly leaving me, and then I faced her and asked how confident she was in winning the decathlon. She said she might not do great, but she'll try her best. I just kept looking at her in a state of confusion, and I told her I wouldn't back out of the competition for her to replace me. Her facial expression changed from one of confidence to confusion. She then asked me, why? I told her it was because her chances of winning were slim. More so, her vital subjects are only English and history. I further bruised her ego when I said, How do you expect to cope with mathematics and general studies? Do you think the others will help? Their strong suit is your strong suit. I'm the only one capable enough to take on mathematics and general studies. Should I flunk out for you to take over? There's no chance we'll win that competition and we need to win. Do you understand? Her facial expression changed from confusion to anger. Because I didn't do her bidding, she told me there and then that because I'm the school's golden student doesn't mean others can't excel where I excel, and also because I think I'm all intelligent, it doesn't mean I am. She even insulted my looks by saying they weren't on par with hers, and since I decided to not quit the competition for her, I should be prepared for war. And that was how our feud started and utterly changed me. At least before, she would make small talk with me. But no, I was complete arch enemy. I tried to explain and make things right between us, but nothing I did seemed to change her mind. She started hanging out with the cool kids, partying, dancing and all that. I gave her her space and decided to face my own life, especially after the incident when she embarrassed me in the school's hallway where I'd approached her to see things my way. She blew up on me by accusing me of wanting to take her friends. I was stunned for a second. I told her that I didn't need her friends, but her, my sister. I cried and asked her, what did I do wrong that made her decide to hurt me so much? I went on by replying to the question that I hadn't done anything apart from not letting her participate in the decathlon, and that I did that for the benefit of the school. I then asked a question, why are you being so unreasonable? Unreasonable, she yelled. She then continued by saying that maybe she was being limited because she didn't want to be seen as a stuck-up brat who still needed her daddy to sing her a lullaby to sleep every night. As if that wasn't enough, she called me a spoiled brat. I felt bad and hurt that she mentioned my sleeping issues in front of everyone. So here I am, sitting in class when the door swung open and a gorgeous male specimen stepped in. I was so carried away by his looks and charisma that I forgot to compose myself. D, my best friend, had to come shake me up and then I collected myself. My homeroom teacher comes in after him and introduces him as Jay. Everyone welcomes him with open arms. The teacher directs him to sit in the spare seat right next to me. Once seated, he faces me and introduces himself. I managed to compose myself and welcomed him to school. From there on, a fantastic friendship bloomed. Jay and I became inseparable. We were so intimate that D got jealous and confronted us. We both apologized and promised not to leave him out anymore. From there on, we became an inseparable trio. 
After some time, I noticed Jay's behavior changed me from caring to sweet and endearing. I pretended not to see the behavior and went along with how we usually interacted. To my surprise, Jay didn't plan to keep dropping hints. On a Friday after a closing period, he asked if I would like to spend Saturday with him. I said I would like that and tried to rope in D, but he insisted on just me and no D. I wanted to give him a weird look and said, okay. The next day, which was a Saturday, we met at the agreed location and time. Then we went to get brunch, then visited the museum. From there, we went for lunch and then to an amusement park and finally the movies. On our way home after the movies, Jay stopped me right before I entered my home and awkwardly kissed me. I was taken aback and it showed on my face. When he noticed the expression on my face, he asked if I would be his girlfriend because he had liked me for a long time and thought it would be okay if I only saw him as a friend, but he realized he couldn't just be my friend, so he'd like to be my boyfriend, with your permission of course. He looked at me expectantly and I shyly nodded my head. In the following days, Jay and I became the school's number one couple. We were seen together everywhere and almost everyone supported us, except for my sister and her gang. One day, A announced to my parents over dinner that she had a boyfriend and liked him. At this time, A and I were already 17 years old, so my parents found nothing wrong with us having boyfriends. My parents looked happy for her and asked subtle questions about him. She said she knew the newest and answered the other questions they asked. From how she talked excitedly about the guy, I figured she was in love with him, and deep down I was happy for her. My parents directed the relationship questions to me and I answered honestly. I told them about Jay and how long we've been dating. My parents were sincerely happy for us, and I was genuinely pleased that my parents accepted my choice. My parents suggested we invite the boys over for dinner sometimes, and we agreed. The dinner happened and it went very well. The two boys clicked, and my dad found them both interesting. M especially took in my mom, and my dad, Jay. However, the most important thing was that everyone had a good time. My sister and I were finally in senior year. One more year and we would be graduates. She was still seeing M and I, Jay. However, subtle rumors claimed she was cheating on M. These were things students said behind closed doors. I decided not to probe since our relationship hadn't improved. Jay was still as sweet and attentive towards me. It was the middle of the semester when I got the first anonymous note. The note claimed that Jay and A were hooking up. I was taken aback and refused to believe it. I didn't even take the matter seriously. Not until I got another message telling me to come to the visuals party, which will take place that very night, to confirm the news. Attached to the letter was a picture of Jay and A hugging each other intimately. I was surprised and surprisingly calm and I didn't know why. So to have concrete evidence, I decided to attend the party that night. While having lunch, Jay asked me if I would attend the party and I told him no. He wasn't surprised because he knew parties weren't my thing. What he didn't realize was that I had every intention of attending the party. It was 9pm when I arrived at the party. Students were seen everywhere. Smoking, kissing, drinking, kissing, and puking. The lights were colored so no one recognized me. After trying to navigate around for a while, I finally saw A sitting on someone's lap. I prayed internally that the person she was sitting on would be M, but my prayers weren't answered. In a position where I could effectively see where she was sitting, 
I got the most significant shock. It was on Jay, my boyfriend's lap. I was shocked and hurt, but still, I was calm. Not long after, I saw her get up with Jay, and she led him hand in hand upstairs to a room. I quietly followed them. Once upstairs, I followed their trail into the room they entered, and luckily they didn't lock the door, so I slipped in. Once inside, I saw them going at it. You could tell it wasn't because they were intoxicated or anything, but because they wanted to. It got to a point where I heard them confess their love for one another. My heart shattered. While watching them from the dark corner of the room, a plan for revenge came to mind, and without thinking twice, I decided to execute the plan. Two weeks passed, and I didn't give either A or J a reason to suspect that I knew about their little game. I went on dates and acted like the dumb little girlfriend he thought I was. I made findings and found out that M had no idea that his girlfriend, whom he loved with everything, was cheating on him. After studying their routine, I found out they engaged in activities of that nature in school as well. So I hired D to help me get pictures of them hooking up. On the day of my revenge, I made sure A and M were together. Then I held J's hands and walked to A, handing her an envelope, telling her someone had asked me to hand it over to her. She collected the envelope, opened it and brought out the pictures. On seeing the content, she tried to cover it, but it was too late. M saw it and stared at her in disbelief. He was so disappointed that tears came streaming down his face. Jay faced me trying to explain, but I slapped him and walked out. Walking out, I felt satisfied and happy. I outed that cheating witch to her boyfriend. As for the individual who gave an anonymous tip, I still don't know who they might be, but I'm sure they'll be happy with how I handled the matter. What OP mentioned here does make me kind of curious. I wonder what kind of skin in the game the anonymous tipper had. Was it just they were on the outside and couldn't stand to see something like that happen to an innocent person? Or could this have been somebody that was in some way jealous or getting affected by it? I don't know. Our next story is, my crush pretended to like me, so I hacked into her blog and uploaded her naughty photos. Honesty is one of the most important factors in human coexistence. It's something the world needs in abundance, but sadly it's as scarce as every other good thing in life and in its place we have lies and deceit. Personally, I think the world would have been a better place if more people were honest. Governments would be better and less corrupt. Countries would be progressing at a... Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Steady rate, and dare I say that wars and the carnage that comes with them would be reduced. Let's even take it down a notch and go to the most basic form, the singular individual. I feel like people will get along better the moment everyone starts telling the truth. People say the truth hurts. 
But the only thing that hurts more than the truth is lies. I don't know if this is just me, but no matter the situation, I never lie to people or for people, even though it might cause a rift between family or friendship. I feel like the truth is more important always. One of the worst few months of my life that further solidified my convictions happened a few years ago. I was still in high school then and I liked a girl. Unfortunately, the girl didn't like me the way I did her, but she thought it was a good idea to lie to me about her feelings so she could get a good story for her blog. When I found out, I was so heartbroken, but I couldn't wallow in my sadness knowing fully well that she was still out there living her best life. No, that wasn't right. I needed to make her feel as much pain, shame, and humiliation as I did. So I used my skills to do just that. But let's start with how I met Sheila the Heartbreaker. It was the sophomore year, summer holiday of high school, and as usual, my friends Barry, Liam, and I decided to spend the last month of the summer holiday at tech camp. We'd always been good with computers, and code is like a second language to us. We were that good, and our dream was to go to Silicon Valley after college graduation. On the day we were supposed to leave for camp, I woke up with a bad headache. I didn't say anything to anyone at home because my mom was so overbearing and she could stop me from going to camp because of a headache. I didn't even take any aspirin at home because I didn't want my mom to notice. I got ready, then grabbed my bag and then went to Liam's house. His dad was driving us to the camp. When I got to Liam's house, I asked if they had any aspirin at home, but they didn't. I told Liam about the headache and he promised that we were going to buy it on the way. I had forgotten at that time that Liam gets car sick, so before any car ride that takes more than an hour, he takes light sedatives so he doesn't have to be awake during the trip. I was also really tired because I stayed up the night before binge watching some YouTube videos. Thinking about it now, that was where the headaches probably came from. As soon as the car started, I also slept off. I woke up at the tech camp, and surprisingly, the headache was still there, even more intense than before. I didn't get the aspirin I needed and Barry didn't bring any either. We went up to our cabin to settle in and as I lay on my bed with my sheets, I started to notice that I had pains in my neck too. The posture with which I slept in the car was starting to affect me. At that point, I needed the aspirin more than ever, so I stepped outside to get some. I wasn't looking at where I was going because of the headache. I had my hands to my head, rubbing the sides and that was when I bumped into her. A girl, about my age and glasses, she was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. Skin, hair, eyes, even the way she carried herself. It radiated grace, elegance, and suddenly my headaches didn't seem to matter anymore. I apologized severely and helped pick up her phone which had fallen on the ground, then apologized one more time. She asked why I was walking without looking at where I was going, so I explained that I had a headache and I'd been trying to get some aspirin since I got to the camp. She told me to follow her, and we walked in silence to her cabin. I waited outside while she went inside to get me some aspirin. A few minutes later, she returned with the pills, and I thanked her. When I was about to leave, she asked what my name is, and then she told me her name was Sheila. I walked back to my cabin feeling giddy. I had just met the prettiest girl who was about my age, and not only that, she was also nice. Most pretty girls in school were mean, so that was like a breath of fresh air. I had seen her around in school, but I never had the courage to talk to her because, you know, all pretty girls are mean. When Liam and Barry asked me where I'd been, 
I told them about Sheila and obviously they were excited to meet her. Later that night during the campfire, I saw Sheila again. She was talking to another girl. I pointed my friends to her direction and they were both amazed at how beautiful she was. My friends dared me to go talk to her and obviously I was scared, but the fact that I wanted to talk to her again, coupled with the need to show my friends that I wasn't chicken, fueled my courage and I walked over to her. I walked over to her and one of the most amazing things happened that night. She remembered my name. Sheila was the first girl, apart from my sister of course, that remembered my name the first time I told it to her. It showed that she was actually listening to me and that was a nice change of pace. Sheila introduced me to her friend Meg and explained that Meg was the one that dragged her out there. She wasn't even tech savvy. She was only at the tech camp because she lost a bet to her best friend. I sat with them for a few more minutes while Sheila and Meg explained the bet she lost. Eventually I had to go back and before I did, Sheila asked me if she was going to see me the next day. I said sure, then we planned to hang out in the evening. That was the only thing I could look forward to the next day. I wasn't even able to concentrate on the activities for the day. All I could think of was Sheila. And eventually, after the activities of the day, we took a walk to the lake near the camp and had a pretty interesting talk. Sheila was a writer and she had a blog. It wasn't gaining a lot of attention at the time, but she was working hard to change that. By the end of our little hangout, I was head over heels for her. I told my friends about this and while they were excited for me, they wanted me to be careful because I didn't really know anything about her. Over the next few weeks, we became even closer than ever and by the end of the summer camp, I asked her to be my girlfriend, which to my surprise, she said yes to. Junior year of college was off to a great start. I had a great girlfriend, some amazing friends, and did I mention a pretty great girlfriend? Nothing could go wrong, or at least that's what I thought. The first time she came to my house, we were supposed to watch a movie, but for some reason she wanted to do something else. She wanted to do a wacky interview of me, and she was going to ask me a series of intimate questions, which she wanted me to answer as honestly as possible. She promised no one will ever see the video, and she was going to delete it as soon as it was done. I told her that since she was going to delete it anyway, why take the video in the first place? She answered that she wanted it to feel real. I didn't really think anything about the interview at that time. I trusted her and I didn't expect that she'd want to hurt me. Over the next few weeks, she kept asking for the same kind of things. She wanted me to do increasingly embarrassing things on camera, with the same promise that they would never see the light of day. The worst one was when she invited me over to her house. It was a movie night as usual, so I made a stop at a store and got some popcorn. Then I rode my bike all the way to her place. When I got there, we went up to her room and I started to put the TV on. Then it dawned on me that I had never met her folks. I come over to her house every Wednesday and they were never around. I asked her about it and she told me that they go on a date every Wednesday. I told her that was sweet and continued to work the TV. When the movie started, Sheila paused it and told me that she had an embarrassing request to ask. Embarrassing for who was what I asked her and she laughed. She said it was going to be weird and uncomfortable for me but she'd be really happy if I did it. I didn't like these kinds of requests because it's usually a trap. But it was Sheila. I couldn't say no to her. So I asked her what the request was. 
There was this glint in her eyes as she giggled at me. I just knew that it was trouble. Then she told me that I was to dance in my underwear with my face made up like a clown. Okay, what? I've heard a lot of crazy, embarrassing things come out from her mouth, but this was on a whole nother level of crazy. This was insane. I laughed and told her to stop joking around, but when I saw her face, I knew she wasn't kidding. I sat on the bed and asked her why she wanted to see that because it was really uncomfortable for me to do. She sighed and said it was fine if I didn't want to do it, but it was kind of a kink for her, and it was even embarrassing for her to say out loud. But she only told me because she liked and trusted me. I started to feel bad, which probably was the exact reaction she was expecting from me. God, why couldn't I see that she was working me? I decided that since she was my girlfriend, I could trust her with that video. I agreed to do the video and it made her so happy. I sat back and allowed her to put makeup on my face till I looked like a low-budget Pennywise from the movie It. Then she put on the camera and I did a tease. I danced for over five minutes with only my boxers on, and when it was over, we watched the movie and I went home. The next few days, I couldn't reach Sheila. I'd been calling her line, but she wasn't picking up. The time she did, she told me she had been really busy and that's why she hadn't reached out. At first, I shrugged it off. But soon enough, I rarely got to see her in school or at home. One day after calling her like five times, I called her again. And when she picked up the call, she yelled at me to stop being so needy and she was trying to sleep. I was so shocked. How on earth could she switch up so quickly? Better still, why? It all became clear one Monday morning. I went to school and immediately I walked in. Heads turned to me and everyone started to laugh. I was so confused and didn't know what was going on, but as I got to my locker to get my books, Liam and Barry hurried over to meet me. They've asked if I'd been online that day. I haven't, so they showed me a blog, which featured me as its main story. The title of the blog post was, Crazy Things You Can Make Men Do When You've Got Two Boobs. I couldn't read through the article, so I just scrolled through it until I got to the pictures and videos. And what I saw almost made me drop the phone. It was the pictures and videos Sheila took of me during our private moments. At first, all I could think was that she was robbed. That was the only explanation I could let myself think at that moment. They stole her phone and took the pictures and videos from it. As stupid as that sounded, that was the hope I clinged to because the alternative, that she betrayed my trust in that manner, was more painful, but... I didn't get to stay inside my bubble for long. I scrolled down to the end of the blog post and I saw her name, Sheila. I had never been so sad in my life. I couldn't hold back the tears as I rushed into the bathroom and cried my eyes out. I wished it was the humiliation I felt that made me cry, but it wasn't. It was the pain of trusting someone with everything and having all that blow back on your face. I stayed home the next few days, and in my lowest of lows, I called Sheila and asked her why she did what she did. She said she was sorry, but her blog needed traction, and she had to do something drastic to make that happen. She told me she liked me as a friend, but not romantically, but she had to play along so I could be comfortable enough to give her what she wanted. I don't know which hurt more, knowing that she broke my trust or the fact that she lied to me. That night, I decided that I was going to get my revenge. She wanted traction for her blog? She was going to get it. You see, during the times we spent in the relationship, 
like any other relationship. Sheila sent me some certain pictures that, um, well, helped me sleep better at night. Inappropriate photos is what I'm talking about. She usually sends them as a view once, but I was able to screenshot them to be used and reused if you know what I mean. It didn't take me more than an hour to gain editorial access to her blog. I wanted to write my own post about what a witch she was, but I wanted to be able to deny having anything to do with it if the need arose, so I uploaded Sheila's pictures. Then I changed the access codes for the blog so she wouldn't be able to take the pictures down. By morning, almost all the students in the high school had seen the pictures. I made sure I deleted the pictures from my phone so I can't be implicated. Sheila tried to contact me after that, but I didn't pick up her call. She didn't show her face in school, and after she did, we both pretended that the other didn't exist. In the end, we both got humiliated, but hey, at least her blog got the attention she wanted. That has to be good enough, right? Well, I guess I just hope everybody that took place in this story was 18 years or older. Neither side's necessarily great. The one bone I have to pick here is OP was saying a whole thing about how honesty is the best policy, you should just straight up be honest with people. But when it comes down to it, OP said that they secretly screenshotted all of those photos. I mean, I guess they weren't questioned about it, but I would say that's kind of mighty for somebody that says that they try to be truthful and honest 100% of the time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.